0: Hi, you're listening to Java with Jen with your host, Jenna Lee Samuel. On this show, I bring the simplicity of hearing God's voice into everyday life in a no-nonsense, authentic, and super practical way. With coffee in hand and real life in our faces, let's do this. Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode. Now I apologize right now for any background noise. I am currently in transit to Phoenix uh, because I'm speaking at a women's event this weekend. So this episode goes live on Thursday. The event is on Saturday. So if you hear this and you wanna come be a part of it, make sure and just reach out and let me know. Tickets will be available, um, I believe right up until the day of the event. So let me know. It's a women's discipleship event. If you have a small group or you're interested in learning about making disciples or you have women at your church that might be interested in something like this, just let me know. For today's episode, I interview uh, a friend named Kashina Alexander McLean. She's an author and a minister and she shares her story about how she was a rape victim growing up as a child and how the Lord walked with her to overcome that walk into healing and live an overcoming life and so this is a little bit of a trigger warning for anybody who maybe has a history that involves trauma like that Um, it may be a delicate topic for you to listen to however we put a lot of focus on the healing and the overcoming side of things not so much the actual trauma incidences so that's your caution but it is a really uplifting episode I was very empowered listening to her share her story and how she has walked through it and made the most of the life God has given her. And so uh, let's jump into this episode. All right, you guys, thanks so much for joining me here at Java with Jen. I am very excited in that this guest I have today was a, a just a chance meet on Facebook. We were in like a little group coaching thing, and that was just short-lived for me. Uh, but I saw a little blurb about her story, and I was like, <gasps> I want to have her on my show. And so I asked her and she was willing, she's an author and she has so much, just, she has such an amazing testimony and I'm going to let her get into the testimony But uh, let me just tell you a little of her backstory and about her ministry. So since 2016, Kashina and her team have helped thousands of sexual abuse victims find hope and take steps towards securing a fulfilling future. She knows exactly how it feels to have spent decades trying to overcome the effects of abuse and understands the high level of frustration that you face when nothing seems to work. That is why she's dedicated to helping victims become survivors by seeing beyond the pain, picking up the pieces of their lives and becoming the person that they were created to be. Allowing those deep scars to speak for you, you are a victorious survivor and not just somebody's victim. Her ministry provides education and empowerment for groups and organizations to help them understand how to prevent, adequately respond to, and recover from sexual violence. So Kashina, thank you for coming on my show and thank you for the work that you're doing for women and people to help them heal. It's amazing.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It is an honor and an absolute pleasure. Thank Uh, you. Absolutely. So um, what is the name of your ministry? It's Scars That Speak Out Loud.
0: Scars That Speak Out Loud. I just love that. It creates such a visual picture. Um, Okay, so why don't you go ahead now. When I saw a little bit about your story, I was really impacted. I have family that have experienced sexual abuse and being a pastor, I mean, as you are also a pastor, which you can also yes. go into that a little bit, I've heard so many stories. It's just yes. sadly very, I don't wanna call it common, but it's It's a yes. shared pain for a lot of people. Yes, it is. So why don't you go ahead and dive into your story and and just tell us a little bit about who you are since my listeners don't know you yet.
1: <laughs> All right, thanks again. Hi everyone, my name is Kashina, as you've heard. I am a native of the beautiful island of Jamaica. I was born and raised in Jamaica, um, raised in Ocho Rios, Jamaica, in fact. Um, I was raised in a family of Rastafarians. They do not believe in Jesus Christ. They do not believe in church. I was never uh, brought up in church, never went to church, in fact, until I was a, a, an adult. Mm-hmm. So um, we were into like smoking weed and, you know, doing all of that when I was very young. We are from very, very humble backgrounds. And so um, I didn't have a lot growing up, you know, there were many nights when we went to bed hungry, there were days when we went to school without food, and, you know, just doing whatever we had to to get by. Um, I mean, life was fun before, you know, all of the abuse started. You know, as a little girl growing up in the in the rural area of Jamaica, you know, you play around, you go to the river, you do just typical kid stuff. It was just exciting, adventurous every single day. And then when I was eight years old, I went to my family's house for a summer vacation. We always go for summer vacation. And that year, it was just a little different. That was the year when my life literally changed. Um, I remember I was asleep one night. I was sleeping by my grandmother because as I said, we were poor, everyone would be in the one room sharing beds. And so I was sleeping by her and one of my family members literally came on top of me. I was eight, I'm a tiny eight, cause I'm, I'm, I'm five foot two. So you can imagine how tiny I was at eight years old. Yeah. And um, it was very impossible for me to even move. I was afraid. I was, I was frightened. And I thought up until I had enough sense to realize that my grandmother was sleeping. I really thought she was sleeping. And the whole ordeal took place right by her Mm. in her bed. Um, And she never moved a muscle. Wow. Unfortunately, to this day, She still calls me a liar. She still denies it to this very day, which I know is very, very common for a lot of people who have experienced this. And earlier you did mention that, Mm -hmm. you know, as a pastor and even in your own family and I guess people who are close to you, friends or whatever, it is sad, but the statistics show that one out of every three female has experienced sexual abuse before they turn 18. Yeah. And so it is quite common. It's not unique to me. It is quite common. And a lot of people are not able to talk about it. A lot of people still suffer in silence, even to, you know, to their grave, honestly. Yeah. Because they're ashamed to talk about stuff like this with anyone.
0: Right. And And that's, well, And if I can interrupt you right there, that's- part of why I wanted your story to be shared here. And I know that some people, if you as a listener have experienced some sexual trauma, I know that hearing some of Kashina's story could pose little triggers for you right, or big triggers. And so I just want to put that warning out there, but I want to encourage you, um, if you're comfortable to listen to it, I think the Kashina has learned how to overcome and move past the trauma, not neglect it, not ignore it, not stuff it, but move through it and move past it. And she's living a fruitful, overcoming life. And I think when we hear other people's stories of healing and overcoming, something is deposited in us that enables us to then move into our next level of healing and overcoming. And so that's why I wanted to have you on here. Because one in three means that of my audience, that means 30% of of my audience. And even for men, I think it's one in four, you know, so it's not much different. So one in one in three to four people that are listening to this, will understand what you're talking about. And yes. so um, that's really why I wanted to have you on here. So go ahead, pick up where you left off. Sorry to interrupt.
1: <laughs> no, 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 that is great. And I love what you said, because this is the goal here. I believe that I have been enabled to speak on behalf of other people who are not able to speak. And if, you, um, if you know, you're able to go on my website, you will see where my tagline is empowered to speak, position to impact, because a lot of people aren't able to. And um, for 20 something decades, I wasn't able to do this. Mm, You know what I mean? So I get that it's hard. It's embarrassing mm-hmm. and I understand and, and 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 me being able to speak does not negate the fact that I went through it. I mean it doesn't negate the fact that I do think about it sometimes. Mm-hmm. I just don't allow it to hold me back anymore. Right. That's the thing. Because I'm a real human being. I, I you know I still get upset at times when I hear of stories about children in the news who've been sexually abused and all of this. It still hurts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't allow it to hold me back. I don't allow it to um, hinder me from moving into the call of God for my life. And that is what I would like to encourage someone who might be listening today, who may be in this position or may have gone through su- um, such an experience to, yes, you're going to feel the hurt and it's okay to hurt. It's okay to feel mm-hmm. angry and it's okay to, you know, experience that grieving process. That is normal. And I encourage it actually, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. but, but where we want to get to is to get to the point where we do not allow that experience to be the end of our lives.
0: Yeah.
1: That's yeah. the goal. Right right i remember when i was when i was younger in my teenage years in you know in my young adulthood i was very angry and and i shared earlier that i never had uh, any experiences with with god or jesus or growing up you know in that kind of environment and so i hated god i didn't want to hear about this god person i mean <laughs> you know i thought you know, he might have just been evil, and 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 in allowing all of this to happen to me, and and, and so that was never something that I wanted to connect with, and 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 I was also angry at, at at people around me. I hated my mother. I never spoke to my mom for over 20 years. Wow. I hated her because, you know, a, as a young girl growing up and a teenager, I expected that she would have been there to protect me and to help me through all of what I was dealing with that I didn't understand and she was not. Yeah. Um, I, I am able to understand at this point in my life that she has, you know, challenges that she also needs to work through that were not resolved. And as such, she was not in a place to help me. And so I, yeah. I am able to move past that. I'm able to forgive her. We have a, a relationship that's budding and you know we we talk from time to time and you know I'm, we're trying to make it beautiful yeah. again. That's, you know, and, and there's real pure forgiveness for her. Mm-hmm. And, and that didn't come overnight, yeah. you know, that didn't come overnight. It took more yeah. than 20 years yeah. to accomplish that, yeah. you know, um, the other members of my family, I have had to forgive them
0: mm.
1: not because they deserved it right? because they sure don't, <laughs> but as a child of God, and as a minister of God, I have to, because I had to realize that had I not forgiven them, then I wouldn't have been able to move into what God had for me to do. And, and and so it was me releasing myself from that prison of unforgiveness. That is how I describe it, you know, and freeing myself so that I can, I could, I could move into the next phase of my life.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know? So, okay. So I have like three questions I want to ask at the same time. First, before I forget <laughs> to ask, because if anyone doesn't make it to the end of the episode, I want them to know how to find you. Uh, what is your website? How can they find you online or look or look up your book? I mean, I mean, I will put all that in the show notes, of course, so they can go look there as well. But what's your website? How can they find you?
1: The website is scarsthatspeakoutloud.org. my I'm on Facebook and Instagram mostly I'm all over the place but I mostly um stay on Facebook and Instagram um and it's my name as it is on the screen it's Kashina Alexander McLean if you type that into Facebook you'll find me um if you type in fact if you type it in Google everything will come up okay my website will come up my Facebook will come up my Instagram will, will will also um come up and my book is on Amazon the title of the book is When the Silence Speaks and it's see. on Amazon. Um, if you're in the United States, I could also ship it t- directly to you. Um, I could sign it for you, you know, make it a little bit more personal, you know, um, if, if that's a thing as well. If you're not within the uh, region of the North America or wherever, you could purchase it on Amazon. It's available in hard copy as well as the soft copy.
0: That's amazing. I love it. Okay. And so my other thought was... Um, why don't we back up just a little bit? I know we dove right into your story and I love your story. And I love that. I did kind of mention you're a pastor and so give people, it's almost kind of, we're going to kind of bounce back and forth in your story here. Um, But you are currently serving as on a pastoral team, right? And you guys have been pastors in Jamaica. So tell us a little bit about how the Lord pulled you into ministry, despite this, all this stuff that went on.
1: Well, um, I came to know the Lord Jesus when I was in my late twenties, um, and and that too was a struggle for me. It was it was a very very hard, long, uh, sometimes painful journey. Mm -hmm. And you know, as as a pastor and and a minister, I love the church, and and I would never ever you know um, bash the church or downplay the church. But we also have to understand as Christians that we have a role to play in helping people to get over that, that, that challenge that they're dealing with and, and, and what we do and how we approach that can either break or make somebody. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: so as a young Christian, I was still struggling. I was still struggling with a lot of the sediments of sin, as we would call it, you know, and 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 I never had the support. I, I was, in fact, I was criticized, I was talked about, I was, mm-hmm. you know, as I was ridiculed for something that I had no control over. Yeah. And I had to really um, work very hard to to maintain my relationship with, with, with Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, moving forward, I met someone. Uh, he's my spiritual father to this day, him and his wife and they were the ones who kind of held my hand and kind of you know helped me to to learn how to walk as a as a babe in Christ and so i started going out on mission trips with these with these guys and 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 i found my, i think i found my space mm. because i like to sing and so i would you know i would be asked to sing and you know that was that was something i would use to kind of just help to push me forward mm. and after a while they I remember one time the first time they asked me to share my testimony and I obviously didn't go into all of it because right. I was still struggling with shame and, and 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 guilt and and a lot of those emotions but I shared a little mm-hmm. and 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 another time I was asked to share again and I shared a little more and so you know I kind of I don't know I I believe that God just gave me the grace to kind of you know be able to open up a little bit more and a little bit more and one of the things that also helped me too was that where I was sharing was not somewhere where I knew people. It was like complete strangers. Yeah. So it was a little bit easier to talk to somebody who may never see you again yeah. about your 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 secrets and the darkest days of your life. And, yeah. and so over the years, I served on the Jamaica Youth for Christ mission team for a few years, quite a few years. And so over the years, I was able to share my story there until you know it was easier for me to talk about then i became uh, my husband became a pastor first before money and and i was the president for the women's group and and then i started to i believe the lord started to bring women into my reach mm-hmm. who have been abused and so i would, would 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 be able to empathize with them and be able to connect with them on a, on, a, on a level where you know, others might not have been able to, and so I could help them to work through those mm-hmm. issues. And so, you know, I used that platform as the woman's president to also impact these the lives of these women.
0: Yeah. And
1: then years later, I became a pastor. And you know, in 2018, in fact, before 2018, in 2009, before I became minister or pastor or anything. I was desirous of finding out from God what my purpose was. I could, because at this time, God had begun the healing process and I was starting to appreciate that all of the abuse and all of the struggles that I had gone through was not because God was trying to be mean. Mm. It wasn't because he didn't love me, but he was preparing me. And I came to that understanding as I matured in in, in my walk with him, Mm. I came to that understanding. And so I started to seek him about um, what he wanted me to do. And I remember in 2009, November, 2009, he he spoke to me about that. Mm. But then at that point I was like, oh no, 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 I'm not doing this, (laughs) (laughs) you know? But then nine, nine, nine years later, you know, I was pulled in and I couldn't let go mm. and so at that point I decided okay God I'm gonna do what you said and it was hard yeah but I'm gonna do what you say and 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 that was when I wrote my book and you know published my book and all of that stuff so mm. it was a long journey it was a very hard journey I remember I shared some struggles I was having with a leader in a church that I was a part of back in you know in the day and it was it was um like news it was news and the, you know, young people from the children's ministry were talking about it and mm-hmm. it was so embarrassing.
0: Mm-hmm. It was
1: so very embarrassing. And I thought about leaving the church. I thought about walking away, but I believe that I wasn't allowed to, because had it been up to me, I, I probably would have just, you know what, forget it, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. but, but um, I feel like there was just a special grace because I was willing to say God, I'll do whatever it is that you want me to do. And so I feel that I was given a special grace because I submitted to that call.
0: Yeah, that's, that's amazing. So it's, you've mentioned something a few times that I think I want to highlight is that when we go through really trauma of any kind, but especially when it's, when it's something violating, you know, something that uh, which that's kind of a, a aggressive word, but that's what it is. It's violating or it degrades how we feel about ourselves or how we view ourselves, or it's just degrading interaction. Then shame will try to come in and shame is what I believe that shame is the result of sin because we saw shame in the garden of yes. Eden when sin came in, came in and shame is literally the only emotion spoken about at the cross. Yes. He scorned its shame. Right. Yes. And so Jesus destroyed shame at the cross, the power of shame. And the Lord had mm-hmm. spoken to me years ago, I was standing in line at Walmart out of nowhere, literally wow. I was standing there waiting to make a return. And the Lord speaks to my heart. And he says, gently. He says, do you know, there's no room for shame in our relationship. Yeah, yeah. And I said, okay, good to know, you know, <laughs> like, okay. But I just meditated on it for a long time. And I thought about why would he say it like that? There's no room for shame. Like God doesn't make space for shame. In our relationship. And when you, when you make room for someone to come over, you move the furniture, you clean up, you accommodate it, right? Yes. You prepare for it. But God is like, there's no room for shame. I don't even yes. make space for it. He doesn't yes. even acknowledge or he acknowledges when we're dealing with it, but he doesn't yes. validate and, and, and give strength to shame. No. Because shame is a lie that comes from the enemy that it says, is something's wrong with you that's what shame says shame says something's wrong with you you're not enough you're broken you're this it's very condemning and there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus and so shame is a natural emotion that I think is part of our uh, human psyche for survival Mm -hmm. um to uh, it's part of that fight or flight survival instinct. But if we live in survival, that space in your brain, where it's just literally survival of the fittest, you will never access the higher levels of who you are. Exactly,
1: exactly. You
0: won't access those healthy places. And so how did you confront, sorry, that was a very long intro to my question. No, that's okay. (laughs) How did you confront that? All those places where shame would try to take up space in your heart, it's natural. And that's probably where the work came in, where you keep saying it was hard and it was work. That's because the natural instinct is to go into shame, to go into hiding, to self-protect, to avoid people, to put up our walls. That's natural. And Mm -hmm. what makes it hard is that you're working against the human instinct of survival, even though what you're doing is actually what's better for you. And so how did you overcome shame specifically?
1: That is an amazing question. And in an effort not to over-spiritualize what I'm about to say, um, I remember I was in church, I was ministering on the choir and the devil came right there beside me and literally shut me down because how dare you do this? Mm. when you know as you said you're broken you're you're no good you're not good enough you're you're, you're this or you're that and 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 instantly I became like withdrawn mm. but one of the things that I had to learn and as I, again this takes time nothing that I I I am saying or that I was able to do was like overnight instant it took a lot of time and a lot of support and one of the things that I had to learn was to, understand what God said about me mm-hmm. and, and, and really accept that that was the truth and everything else was a lie. Mm-hmm. And it, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, read your Bible and pray. No, yeah. that's not it. <laughs> that's <laughs> not it because I was reading and I was praying and it really, you know, that was not it at all. I had to allow myself to accept it because mm-hmm. remember when we're younger and, and, and everybody's uh, circumstance is different growing up in the Caribbean I don't know if anybody he, on your uh, uh, listening have uh, Caribbean parents or have any type of uh, um, experience with with people from the Caribbean but it's a harder kind of like parenting it's, mm. it's tough and harder and and in a lot of verbal abuse and you're spoken down to a lot because you know a, a lot of uh, Caribbean parents believe in tough love and 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 I don't know why <laughs> so so negative seeds, uh, negative words were, were sown and planted in, in our spirits before we even had sense to understand what those meant. Mm-hmm. And so, as you said, it's natural, it's normal to kind of like just accept these things. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that I had to learn was that um, I had to uproot those seeds and, and plant new ones. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and I mentioned my spiritual father because he was very integral in making sure that happened. He would speak over me and encourage me to speak over myself. And even as I read the word, a lot of times I didn't understand it because as I said, I had no Christian background, but he would help me to understand how to allow the Holy Spirit to bring the words to life, Mm. to bring the words to life. And so I had to learn over time that I am beautiful yeah. And I was God's chosen masterpiece that I was the apple of his eye. And and so sometimes I had to write these things down. A lot of times I didn't believe it, but I had to write them down and say it over and over and and and, and pretend that I believed it. You know, like fake it until you make it kind of thing, Yeah. You know, but it was it was hard. It was tough. Yeah. Um another thing is my association Mm. and that is something that we have the power to to choose who we associate with Mm. and so my circle that I was in before who you know never knew how to speak into my life and never knew how to encourage me and on those days when I felt because I was I was suicidal I tried I tried committing suicide several times Mm. even after I became a Christian and so those people who never knew how to Speak into my life when I felt when I was felt like I wanted to die, or when I was you know going through depression. I had to now realize that I needed another set of people who can wat- water the seeds that I had sown. Yeah, and so making a deliberate choice to change my circle was very, very integral in me moving away from the shame and the self blame Mm. and the guilt and the anger and all of the stuff that I was dealing with. Because now I would have people when I'm on my knees or on my face, they would be able to hold my hand and pick me up and say, Hey, let's go. Or I'm going to carry you because I realize you can't even walk on your own.
0: Yeah. 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 So
1: that was very important for me in, in moving past that.
0: That's so good. I can, I can relate to that too, because times when I've had to work through shame or regret or whatever, I have found that speaking to myself and, and literally consciously choosing to believe what I'm saying, yeah. not yeah. just saying it and like, okay, I'm saying, I'm saying it, but in your yeah. heart denying it, you know, but intentionally almost like daring myself yeah. to believe that these words are true. Yeah. Are true and, and I would speak over myself. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Yeah. I am a son of God. I am the full righteousness of God. Yes. No matter what my behavior says, I am the full righteousness. And so it was like, it was like, I could reset anytime yes. I needed to re acknowledging that truth, but it's so important. Some people would say, well, if you're not acting like it, then you're just not the right. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Mm-mm. We, we are fully the righteousness of God. Yes but our soul has to learn that. And the more that you train your mind to believe mm-hmm. that's who you are, the more your behavior will follow yes, will catch
1: up. Right. Yeah. And
0: that shame will begin to fall off. And Absolutely. so I love that. That's so good. Okay. So what two principles would you give to women that are listening abused or not, you know, because two thirds of the listeners may not have been, um, what principles would you give them that, could help carry them into their most powerful effective version of who God has called them to be. Cause we all encounter situations that do steal from us some on varying levels, you know? And so we've all had to, encounter forgiveness or feeling life light, like life was not what we expected, or we have to work through God. I trusted you to show up here and you didn't show up like I expected. So now I'm having to work through trusting you. Mm -hmm. So what principles would you give to women working through those things?
1: Hmm. Well, there are two things that come to mind. The one I'm, I'm going to assume that most of your uh, audience are Christians or Mm -hmm. faith-based at least. Yeah. Um, and, and, and we tend to pray about everything, you know, um, you asked me a question, can you talk tomorrow on my podcast? Oh yeah. Let me pray about it. You know, we pray about just about everything, which is good. Uh-huh. Right. But I had to learn that God was not going to drop a solution in my lap. Mm. As much as I am praying and fasting and believing God for change, I had to get up and take action. I had to take deliberate action on my own. And I'm gonna give you an example of that. Okay. I was in a homosexual relationship, well, several, before I came to know Jesus. Uh And one in particular was very um, uh, serious, if you wanna call it that. Mm -hmm. And when I made the decision to give my life to Jesus and move away from that lifestyle, Mm -hmm. the person I was involved with was not willing to let up so easily Mm -hmm. and and so that was kind of a battle in and of itself
0: sure
1: and um what one of the things that I I I mean I prayed about it because I'm like God you know take away these feelings and help this person to understand where I'm where I'm at and help me to move away and blah 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 and all of that but I had to make sure that they had no uh way to contact me Mm -hmm. so I changed my phone number
0: yeah
1: I changed my email address I cut off every Uh, means or method of contact for that person to reach me Mm. did I still have the feelings yes I did but I did not have what was feeding into the feelings because I had no communication Mm. and all contact was 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 severed between myself and that person and so I was praying and I was fasting and I was believing God but I had to take action i had to get up i had to do something the bible tells us that faith without works is dead and you know i could i mean god could have worked a miracle and just done something you know different or whatever but we also had to demonstrate
0: yeah
1: our willingness to do whatever it takes to make the sacrifice to step out on a limb you know to take that leap and do what is necessary to yeah. get us into the place where God wanted us to, to be. Yeah. The second thing, um, it's a little similar, but um, I also had to learn that I had to stop blaming the world for my life. Mm. I spent That's a, big one. a lot of years um, blaming everyone, having mm. a pity party every day. And I mean, they did me wrong. They're guilty you know what I mean? They deserve to pay for what they did. And I deserve to be angry and upset about it. But what I did with my life from this day onward was my choice. Mm. How I decided to live was my choice. Mm. How I decided to um, to make whatever happened impact my life from this day moving forward was my choice. Mm. I had to decide that I was not going to make this the end of my life. Mm. I had to decide that there was more to me, that yeah. there was more in me, and that I had so much more to offer and I was a person of substance and value. Yeah. And 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 it wasn't easy again and I'm emphasizing that so much because I don't want it to seem as if it's something that oh you're going to just, you know, snap a finger and it's going to be fixed. It's not. Right. But we have to be deliberate. Mm-hmm. And, and so that is one of the, the very important things that I want to leave with the audience today that, you know, it's it's, it's okay to be angry at whomever hurts you. But at the end of the day, what you decide to do with your life from this day moving forward is a choice that mm-hmm. you will have to make. And it's a hard truth. And a lot of people, you know, don't really want to hear it, yeah. but it is the fact. Yeah. And so yeah. those are maybe two of the main things that I would want to leave you know, for the audience to chew on and to, to think over, mm-hmm. you know, as they, as they even navigate their own life and, and, and their own situations that they're dealing with.
0: Yeah. And I love, I love that because I remember a number of years ago when I was processing my own traumas and my own abuse that I had lived through long story, but, um, and I remember the Lord, telling me, cause I was getting wrapped up in anger and, and mm-hmm. blame and accusation. Cause I still had to live with this person, you yeah. know? And, uh, and I was like trying to make sense of what I'd walked through, trying to have hope for continuing to walk it, walk with them, you know? And, uh, and I remember the Lord just telling me, he said, generally what has happened has happened. You cannot undo it. Yeah, what you have is today and what you may have is tomorrow. So you have to work with what is now and decide who you're going to be. And I was like, okay. And, and, and the same time, while it sounds like, oh, that's such a hard truth at the same time, it's a very empowering truth It is because it's like, you have the ability to create your life at any moment. You should choose to step yes. into it and start to create it, you know? absolutely. And so, and for, and now as an adult, you know, as adults, of course, we can't control everything that happens to us, but we have learned and gained a lot of wisdom and, and that wisdom allows us to avoid certain things, you know, that we could maybe avoid. Um, but what you do with today and what you decide to become and what you decide to believe about yourself. And and if you decide to think you have value and are worth investing into, or whether you decide to think you're not, you know, yes. whatever lie or truth you associate with becomes your reality, and that's the life yes. you're creating for yourself.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And so
0: I love that because both of those principles you pulled out to me reflect how much healing has happened in you and the hard work you've put in because those are principles of someone who's empowered and who has done the work of changing their life, you know, because you're not gonna hear a victim say those things.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is so true. You know, there are two uh, passages of scripture that I have, I I call them my mantra, honestly, and I've read them over and over for years and years and years, but they became real to me um a few years ago Mm -hmm. and the one is romans 8 28 don't you know that all things work together for the good of those who love god and are called according to his purpose all things it includes that night when my life changed it includes the eight years that i endured sexual abuse over two thousand episodes of rape all things it works together because had i not experienced that how would I be able to hold somebody's hand and say, listen, I understand what you're going through and I can help you through this because I've walked this road. The second one is Jeremiah one verse five. He says, before you were formed in your mother's belly, I knew you Mm -hmm. and I called you out and separated you and assigned you to be a prophet to this nation. And what, and, and, and why that is so important to me is because I could think about why did it happen to me? And, 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 you know, nobody loves me and and this and that and everything else but he is reminding me God is reminding me that before before you were even formed in your mother's belly, I knew you. Yes. And when that happened, I was the one that protected you that so that you never got pregnant for your family. Mm-hmm. I was the one that protected you that you never ended up uh, contracting an, a, a sexually transmitted disease. Mm-hmm. I was the one that protected you that every, when you tried killing yourself those three times, you weren't successful. Mm-hmm. It's because I knew you before you were formed in your mother's belly. It, I was the one who, when when you were going through depression, that you never died from it or ended up in a mental institution. And so I had to realize these truths and Mm. and apply them to my life and live them every day and celebrate them and know that God knew me. Isn't that an amazing, amazing, wonderful thing to know and to be reminded that he knew me me, yeah. this insignificant, poor girl from the Caribbean who never mm-hmm. had anything growing up, but now I am empowered to to, to, to to help somebody else who's going through a similar situation that I've gone through. That is a beautiful, amazing truth.
0: That is, that is amazing. Okay. So that brings me to one last question I meant to ask earlier, especially Romans eight twenty eight. <clears throat> I get frustrated when people spiritualize the trauma we go through. Yes. God allowed you to go through this so you can help others, which will we help others with that pain? Yes. Can God make good out of it? Yes. Yes. But I so much hate when they almost put the responsibility on God for the fact that you walked through that because I'm like, what kind of parent in their right mind would say, I'm going to stand by and let you be abused. Because I know you're going to be able to help others. No, that's not how a parent works. So how did you reconcile? Because I know people probably said that at some point, well, God allowed you to walk through that because he knew you'd be able to help others. That is an abuse mentality to think that God would treat us like that.
1: Yes.
0: So how did you make
1: peace with that? that So, so, so important. Mm -hmm. And remember, I mentioned earlier that I hated God. And that was the reason I hated him because I'm like, how could you allow that to happen? How could you do that? But God did not. Mm -hmm. We have to remember that sin is not of God. Yeah. And all of the abuse and all of the hardship and all of the pain is as a result of sin. Yeah. Sin and the devil is responsible for that. Mm-hmm. God did not cause that to happen. He didn't want it to happen.
0: Right. Right.
1: Sin is a result of that, or that is a result of sin rather. Yeah. However, whatever the enemy intends for evil, God can take it and turn it into something beautiful. Yeah. And that is where he came in. And even though we are in sin, living in sin, and are suffering the consequences of sin, He is still there because he knew us before we were formed in our mother's bellies. And he knew the plans that he had for us Mm. and the thoughts that he thought toward us and is thinking toward us. He is always there covering. And as I mentioned, protecting us from worse circumstances.
0: Mm.
1: I had three grown men constantly raping me for for years, for eight and a half years. Mm. I never got pregnant for any of them them
0: wow
1: wow i never got sick with any type of infection or anything like that mm. i tried killing myself three times i am still here mm-hmm. and so those things that happened to me were the enemy um the enemy's plans to get me out before i recognized my purpose that was him trying to take me out before I was able to understand that I had such a powerful ministry that God was going to use me in this amazing way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. That was his plan. Yeah. That was because of his doing.
0: Yeah.
1: But all the while in the background, God is there helping me to get through one day at a time, protecting me and preventing worse cases to, to, to happen. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. had I been, you know, uh, gotten, uh, had I gotten pregnant for someone and had a baby for my 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 family, or I don't know, uh, uh, had I had I been successful in committing suicide, then all of what I'm doing would would have been non-existent. Mm. And so that is where I believe that Romans eight twenty-eight comes in. Mm. Because the enemy tried to kill me, he tried to get me out, he tried to destroy me. His job is yeah. to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Yeah. But then God is saying, you know what? I'm going to take all of that mess. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take all that hurt Mm -hmm. and I'm going to put it back on the potter's wheel and I'm going to make a beautiful vessel out of it. Mm -hmm. And when people look at it, they're not going to see the scar. They're not going to see the hurt. They're not going to see the pain. They're going to see the beautiful masterpiece that I've made the vessel of honor that is worthy to be used in the father's house. Yeah. That is what they're going to see.
0: Yeah.
1: And that is how I connect that verse to my life and all the things that
0: i've gone through yeah i love that and, and that's i really wanted to highlight that because i feel like kind of like you said earlier that when we as christians walk through something with someone how we handle walking that through walking through that with them can make or break how they come yes, out of it right absolutely and so by us having such a deep familiar acquaintance with abuse your sexual abuse mine was verbal and emotional abuse to be able to walk through that, I can release such understanding and such compassion to someone mm-hmm. that then they can <laughs> heal quicker or even avoid some of the things that yes. the enemy, the traps, the enemy has laid to destroy them. And so I see that as how the Lord is so much bigger and the Lord's like, okay, Satan, you have a plan to try to destroy. Let me just use your weapon against you because now I'm going to use there my daughters to try to heal the other ones you're yes. trying to destroy. Right. There
1: you go. That's and it. so,
0: But I just don't, because I feel like some people walk away wounded towards God because of that belief. God allowed it to happen because he wants to use me this way. I'm sorry. But for me, like people would say that to me when I was walking through those abuse relationships or the abuse relationship. And, and they were like, but you have such a call of God on your life. I know that God is going to use you guys and use this. And, (laughs) and I was like, I don't freaking care about the people <laughs> I'm going to minister to. Yeah. I'm trying to survive dealing right now. you what
1: you're dealing with. Right. Exactly. Yeah.
0: And so I just, I just didn't, because that was what wounded me with the Lord was believing God, why did you make this happen? And yeah. now in looking back, he didn't make it happen. He didn't, no. he didn't trick me into a situation. No. That was just the reality of that person's life. And me having yes. relationship with that person meant I was going to brush up against their sin. Mm-hmm you know, Mm -hmm. they were in the family. I was going to be affected by it. And we're affected by people's brokenness there. I mean, I have probably wounded other people with my brokenness that I didn't want to, you know, that's just part of the human experience. And so I just want to call that out because any of my listeners that have felt like God was responsible for their pain, Mm -hmm. I want to break that. And what you said, God is not, God doesn't bring sin. God doesn't, meddle with sin he doesn't no. do sin you know that is the enemy's tactic that's not the words right. but god that's why salvation is huge that's why holy spirit and redemption is so big because god can say listen i know you're going to deal with crap in life yes. let me take it and make make beauty from your ashes amen. let me turn it amen. into something beautiful so
1: amen absolutely anyways
0: Kashina thank you so let's do this let's you guys Kashina has a great life hack for us it's very uh fun and refreshing and so don't go anywhere there's going to be a commercial real quick and then we're going to get into life hacks so don't go anywhere okay Kashina share with us what this life hack is I just loved it when you shared it because it's like (laughs) yes so go ahead go ahead and share it
1: and the simple truth about my life hack is that I like to get my nails done Uh uh-huh so I as much as I'm busy I'm a pastor I'm a mom I'm a wife I'm a nurse by profession and you know all of those things I'm also a full-time student crazy right so I would be (laughs) I would be at home I remember like many times I'm at home and I'm at my desk you know, doing my assignments, writing my papers. And I'm so frustrated. I I, I come up on um, a mental block. I can't fo- I focus. I can't think. And I just close my computer and I go to the nail salon and I get my nails done.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it is so refreshing. I don't know. It's weird, but it is. Uh-huh. It's so refreshing and I feel so fancy and you can see it's Ooh, nice and beautiful so I've got pretty. sparkly in on this and- <laughs> <laughs> one and the others and I experiment. I like to change my colors and change my designs and all that. And it mm-hmm. makes me feel pretty. It makes yeah. me feel good about myself. Yeah. And 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 as I mentioned earlier, um sometimes it's hard as a mom and as a wife and as a homemaker and everything else and all the other hats that we have to wear. And by the time you're done with your day, it's 11 o'clock at night you're exhausted, you know, all you want to do is plop down in bed and just go to sleep and just do it again tomorrow. Uh And I've had moments in my life where I felt guilty when I felt like I want to get away from my family for a few hours. I, I, I wanted to do it because I felt I needed it, but I would feel guilty because they needed me. And I had to learn that, listen, taking some time, taking a few hours to take care of you and to refresh yourself is so, so important because what it does, it re-energizes you so that you can go back into your role and do it so much better and be so much more effective at caring for those who are in your, uh, you have a responsibility for. It's like trying to drive a car with no gas in it. It's, It's not gonna go anywhere. You have to stop, go to the gas station, fill up, and then start again. Yes. And so my life hack is self-care, taking care of yourself. It may not be your nails, but it might be a facial. It might be a hairdo, it, you know, a haircut or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mine, I like to get my nails done. Even if my hair isn't done, uh-huh. I absolutely have to get my nails done.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, you know, it's so funny. I was, I was telling Kashina earlier that, uh, last night I had a rough evening. And so I found that I came upstairs and I was like, I'm going to do my nails. And so I just came up and I painted my nails and just having pretty nails makes you feel a little better. It's, but I think at the bottom of it, it is self-care. It's me telling myself you matter, you're important. And so you're worth investing into, even if it's something simple, like, nails. yes. And so it does refresh the soul. I love it. Um, So thank you, Christina, so much for being on my show today. Your story, I know there's so much more to it. We couldn't possibly have really gotten into the the richness of it in a 40 minute episode. But why don't you tell people once again, how they can find you online, how they can get your book. We said it at the beginning, but I want to make sure and leave them with it here at the
1: end. And thank you. Um, I can be found on my website, of course. It's scars that speak out loud.org. If it's, if you don't remember it, just put my name in Google and it will all come up. I'm also on Facebook. I use my, my correct name on Facebook. So I'm not that hard to find and I'm on Instagram as well. My book is also available on Amazon. It's when the silence speaks it's, I have a copy of it right here. I don't know if you'll be able to see it. It has, um, uh, the it's cutting you article, out of the video. Yeah, it's kind of hard to see. Yeah. It's the image of a little girl and a grown woman and it shows the transition from the hurt and the pain over to a beautiful rich abundant life. Mm. It's on Amazon Um, you can get the hard copy on Amazon. It's also available in the Kindle version and I could also ship it to you with an autograph and a nice little note if you know, you would like that as well. Uh, So you can reach out to me on social media or on my website, and I'd be more than happy to connect with you and to send you a copy of my book.
0: That's awesome. Well, I will put you guys, I'll put the links for that in case you don't remember her name or don't remember any of the details. I'll put the link, the links for that down in the show notes. So you can go ahead and check those out, but otherwise go follow her on Instagram or Facebook, whatever's your jam, go check out her book on Amazon. It just may be one of those, one of those stories that really energizes you. You can learn from the the challenges that she walked through and the wisdom that she came away with. Because as you guys can hear in her voice, she's an overcomer. And so her overcoming voice will resonate in your heart and make you even more overcoming in your own life. So Kashina, thank you for coming. I appreciate especially juggling all the things that you juggle. I appreciate you taking the time to be with me and my listeners today.
1: It was my absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me. I actually Absolutely. had fun here today.
0: <laughs> oh good. I'm so glad. Me too. Beautiful. Thank you. Me too. Well, you guys, listen, thanks for joining me for today's episode. Uh, if you haven't checked out the merch store, go check out Java with Jen Merch. Get you a cute coffee mug or a sweatshirt or a t-shirt or whatever. And uh, and otherwise, come follow me on Instagram because that is where I do things like giveaways and give you guys all the updates on the latest. So Follow me Java with Jen on Instagram and otherwise I will see you guys next week. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show. Listen, let's stay connected. Come follow me on Instagram at Java with Jen, where you can follow the latest and say, Hey, it's a really great way to stay in touch. Many of you have also asked how you can support the show. You can make donations through the Anchor app or on Patreon, or of course, by sharing, rating, and reviewing on social media and iTunes as well. Your heartfelt feedback always reminds me why I do this. Also, don't miss our merch store where you can get super cool Java with Jen swag and coffee. Find it at javawithjenmerch.com. Until next time, remember... Hearing God's voice is simple, and He wants to be a part of your everyday life. See you next week.